Have everybody, Dean Crisp in the studio this week. Really glad, so excited to be here with you. And I say that every week, but it's because it's so true. This week, we're going to be talking about resiliency. And you know, resiliency is one of the most important components of not only being successful and, you know, being the best you, but it's also a really important part of leadership. So during this podcast, we're going to take some time to really look at resiliency, what it is, what it's not, how do we get better at it, and just some really exciting things to help you become a way more resilient leader. And as we always say, hope you enjoy it, set back, turn up that volume, get ready to change your life. Hi, I'm Dean Chris. Welcome to Straight Talk on Leadership. This is what we'd like to say is the no BS zone, where we give you leadership tips, ideas, and practical suggestions to help you become a top leadership performer. Our goal is simple, help you become the best version of yourself and reach your highest potential as a leader. So set back, turn up the volume, be ready to change your life. Hi everybody, Dean Chris again, again, again in the studio. You know, folks, I I say this every week only because I mean it, but I am just so grateful that you're out there listening to us in podcast land. And I'm so grateful that folks out there that take the time out of every week to tune into our podcast and to listen to things that we have to say about leadership. The thing I love about this podcast is that it continually, I continue to hear from folks about how it helps them grow. And also it helps me grow. It keeps me sharp. It keeps me up to date on things I've been thinking about instead of just letting those things go or just writing them in a journal. Man, I go deep into that subject matter sometime and I try to go and just think way, way deeper about something that may help you. And it also helps me. The one thing about us at Straight Talk on Leadership and LHLN, which is Leaders Helping Leaders Network, our why statement is to every single person that we come in contact, we help them become better at what they're trying to accomplish by simply adding value to them with everything that we do. So our goal is to help you become better at anything you might want to accomplish, be the best version of yourself, the best leader by adding value to you with everything that we try to produce. And that's no different in this podcast. Uh, these podcasts are not just put together kind of like, you know, here and there and whatever. They're actually things that I teach in the classroom. They're things that I have talked to people about before. They're things that I have actually put into practice and they have actually worked. And what we call this is straight talk. And one of the things that we try to do at Leaders Helping Leaders Network is keep leadership really simple. You know, leadership, and I say this a lot, leadership is simple, but the execution of it is not easy. It's a very complex thing, but if you can look at it simply and break it down simply, leadership can really work for you. And so in this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about resiliency and what is being resilient or what does being resilient really mean? 
In today's times, if you are not resilient, you will not be very successful at all. Matter of fact, just the first time or one of the few times that you're involved in something that's going to get really tough or you're involved in any pushback or if you're involved in anything where you're just not happy and you're not really satisfied with what you're doing, you're not going to be resilient. You're just going to do something else. You're going to let it go. And it's just not going to be the outcome that you want. So being resilient will guarantee the outcome that you're looking for. And in this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, how do you do that? What what does it mean to be resilient? What does it take to be resilient? And I'm going to give you some things that I do personally in order to help me be much, much more resilient. And, uh, you know, not only in leadership but in every single area of your life. So again, before we get jumped in, right into the podcast, I want to thank all of you for listening to us on Straight Talk on Leadership. I want to thank all of our staff who is working diligently. I want to mention the Servant Officer Program that we have just released in the classroom. What a great class. I am seeing people all over the country wanting to attend this course because they are at a point in their career where, you know, they're not doing this. Uh, they're not as happy as they used to be. The resistance we're getting from the communities, the defund the police, the actual disconnection, uh, people not supporting the police like they used to, this job not being as fun as it used to be. And people are just hurting out there. They're trying to find an answer for what do I do next? How do I return myself to really believing and why I do this job in the first place. And this course, Servant Officer, uh, and the Servant Officer course is two and a half days. And in some cases, we do it three, but it's two and a half days of just reconnecting you to the job, reconnecting to you to your purpose, reconnecting you to your why, helping you understand these things that we have today, have to have today, certain, certain value systems, and certain skills. And I call those people-centric values and people-centric skills. So if you're interested, go to lhln.org, click on the servant officer uh, class, and then read more about it. Also, I've written a couple of uh, articles on LinkedIn regarding the servant officer that takes you into a deeper dive of what that's really about. This week, uh, we're into number three. We're going to be releasing number three of a series of four. So you can read those on LinkedIn. But we also have our other courses, the Master Presenter. Next week, I'll be in Lebanon, Tennessee. Got a full class of people expecting to become the master leader and a master presenter. Those courses are so awesome. Uh, Everybody that attends that course, Master Leader, goes away talking about how much it has changed their life, and they are completely different. Be teaching intentional leadership this week in Massachusetts. Always love going up there and talking to those great folks and visiting with them and teaching an intentional leadership gets you off on the right track. It talks about the business of leadership. It talks about understanding your maturity levels. It talks about you understand the four pillars of leadership and how do I get jump started into my career as a leader or if you've been a leader for a number of years, how do I get that on track? So those are some of the exciting classes we got. And again, we want to thank you for joining us on this podcast. So let's jump right into our podcast here and let's start talking about resiliency. And, you know, I was uh, teaching a class 
several months ago. And we started talking about kind of the current state of where we are today in law enforcement. And, and I like to talk about that with people because I believe if you know why you are where you are and you kind of, kind of meet head on with the circumstances that you're in. In other words, that's part of what I call the GPS moment. The GPS moment is knowing where you are now, and then that helps you know where you're going. And so if you know why you are where you are right now, it really helps you move t- towards the future. And we were talking about issues, and and I really could see on the face of the people in the classroom that they had lost kind of their, I, I don't know, the star in their eyes, the brightness, the kind of enthusiasm, kind of the their morale was taking a hit. And and it uh, it's not the first time I've seen that in a classroom. I've seen that in a classroom a lot lately because of the way that law enforcement has been attacked over the last couple of years and just the way the rules have changed in law enforcement and how more restrictive and people can't feel like they can do their job and people just feel paralyzed. When you feel paralyzed in your job or in your career, what you're doing, if you are not resilient, then you will just quit. You will not, you may not leave the job and you might not, you know, retire, but you will quit doing what you have always loved to do. You'll just stop because that's what happens when you get paralyzed. And if you're not resilient, you add on top of that, that you're not very resilient, then it really makes for a tough situation. So I can see it in their faces. And we started talking about resilience and uh, I knew that I was developing the servant officer course at that time. And I knew that I was going to make part of that curriculum uh, dealing with resiliency. In other words, how do you become more resilient? And uh, there's a lot about that in that class. But I, we had this conversation and, and it really kind of just came to me and it kind of was like very obvious that we needed to talk about that much deeper. So what I'm going to offer with you today is actually something, a discussion that I've had in classrooms. And ever since then, I make it a point to talk about it because it kind of like makes a lot of sense and has helped a lot of people. So let, let's, let's be able to, let's, let's define what resiliency is right up front, uh, out of the gate. So if we understand what resiliency is, it's, Actually being able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. So that's kind of the Webster version of resiliency. It's the ability to, to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. It's, and it's really kind of like being able to spring back into shape after bending or stretching or that you bounce back. Think, think about that for a second. You know, there has never been a time where law enforcement has been stretched and there's never been a time where law enforcement has been bent than the times that have occurred in the past couple of years. I mean, we have been bent and stretched and broken back almost to the point of we've been broken or break, almost to the breaking point, if you will, because of all the things that occur or have occurred. And one of the things that's so important in our jobs at law enforcement is, and it's important with everybody. So it's not just law enforcement, but it's everybody. If you don't feel appreciated at your job, if you don't feel like people care about what you do, 
then you're not going to be as enthusiastic or have that type of or great motivation. You're just going to be doing it for the pay. And law enforcement is a profession that you cannot just do for the pay. Now, there may be some jobs out there that pay so much that it really doesn't matter what happens and the pay takes care of all those things. In other words, pay keeps you somewhat resilient. But for most of us, pay will never keep us resilient. There's just a knot of it. There's not enough of it that we get paid. And the circumstances that we work in are just too hard for us to continue. And so we're seeing record retirements. New York uh, Police Department, NYPD, lost 45% of their force. You think about it. Retirements were up 300% along with crime. Crime is astronomically going up because cops are leaving. We can't find replacements. People are in this job. They know what it used to be like. They enjoyed what they were doing, and now they've lost their joy. So when you lose those things, you have got to be resilient. When you come across something that is just so difficult that you don't see a way forward or you don't think you can bounce back, you have got to find a way to bounce back. And so think about that for a minute. It's actually bending back into shape. It's actually being able to withstand the current situation that you're in and being able to come back out of it, recovering quickly from difficult conditions. That's resiliency. So let's talk about how do we do that. Now, if you're not in law enforcement and you're listening to this podcast, this is just as important to you because the what I'm going to talk to you about resiliency, it helps in all areas. I don't care if you're a law enforcement officer, but for law enforcement officers, it's just been very obvious and evident that we're going through a very difficult time right now. And so let's get into like, how do we take a different look at resiliency? Well, one of the things I want you to do is I want you to change your mind on resiliency here for a second. And I want you to begin to think about, you know, how do I become more resilient? And a lot of people will just tell you, buckle up, buttercup. Well, that that doesn't uh, create resiliency. What, what that actually does is tells you this situation is really tough. Just accept it and get in there and get it done. See, that's not resiliency. That's just getting stuff done when you know you're in difficult situations. Resiliency is returning to the original shape or the reason why you got into this job in the first place. Now, that's being resilient, is being able to go back and be as happy today as you were 20, 25 years, 10, 15, 5, whatever you're in, you're just as happy as you were the first day on the job. Now, I'm going to tell you a goal that you should have as a law enforcement officer, but also as a leader, but also anything that you might do in in your career. I want you to think about this. The goal you should have is the first day on the job be the happiest day that you've ever had on any job because you love it. You know what it stands for. You believe in something bigger than yourself. You go out there and you're, you're willing to put your life on the line. You know, all those things. That should be the happiest day of your life. And the second happiest day of your life should be your last day. And your last day should not be happy because you're done. It should be happy because of all the things you've done along that path with that same enthusiasm, that same dedication, and that same commitment. 
In other words, you go out on your terms because you've done everything that you can do and you've kept resilient all along the way. If you don't stay resilient, you will never be able to accomplish anything. I will tell you right now that resiliency is one of the number one ingredients of being successful in anything that you absolutely will ever, ever do. So let's think about this. Now, let's talk about resiliency. And I want you to change your mindset for a second about it, because a lot of people think it's a single act. It's not. Resiliency is actually part of a process. It requires a process to be resilient. And you have to understand that when you develop a process, you develop a way or several steps in order to help you become more uh, resilient. So it takes skills. It takes beliefs. It takes core values. It takes all these things for you to be resilient. So what I want to try to help you do is I want you to start recognizing, you know, or helping you do this, but I don't recognize what kind of gets you into a point where you don't feel resilient. Well, here's a couple of things that happen and you can start seeing where this would take you out of feeling successful. It would bend you out of shape. It would get you off course. It would get you where you wouldn't believe that what you were doing was that important. So let's talk about a couple of things. So imagine this would happen. You would have failure in your job. Well, anytime you have failure or anytime you think you're not accomplishing what you should or you can accomplish, you have a tendency to believe that either one, you're not good enough, one, the circumstances were too hard, or two, they were out of your control, or three, there's just nothing you can do about it. So failure leads to that bending, that that bro- broken feeling. And sometimes we all believe that, or in law enforcement over the past two and a half years, we've kind of felt a little bit broken uh, and we think we failed. So think about it. Disappointment. That's another thing that leads to a uh, kind of a not a satisfaction or not being satisfied or when somebody's either disappointed in you or you're disappointed in yourself. It starts to knock you off course. You don't believe that you're on the right track. And then as a result, you can be less resilient. Uh, the third thing that really creates a lot of lack of resiliency, and matter of fact, this is one of the things that really kind of takes you in a direction of not being resilient is lack of motivation. When you lose or or you have lack of motivation, then resiliency is not going to be a part of your life. And the reason for that is, is that we all kind of use motivation to get us to feel like doing something. And the second we lose motivation, then we don't feel like doing something, which absolutely kills our resiliency because we don't have the discipline to go on and do it. We do it based on the feeling. So all of those have a part and anything that you have going on that can knock you off course can get you to believe that you're not doing what you need to do, which can now require you to be resilient to get back on track. So I'm going to give you some things that help me push through those times when it's really hard, like when I don't want to do it, when I don't feel like that it's really something I want to do, I, I can't feel it or I'm not feeling it, how I push through and stay resilient. 
Let's take a short break from the show and we'll be right back. Hey, Straight Talk on Leadership listeners. I just wanted to take a quick break and thank each and every one of you for listening to our podcast. With your support, Dean climbed to Amazon's bestseller list for his new book, Essential Leadership Lessons from the Thin Blue Line. You can purchase Dean's book at any of your favorite retail locations, as well as our home website. We would love to see you in one of Dean's upcoming live classes. You can find where Dean will be teaching next, as well as buy his new book at www.lhlm.org. Thanks again. Now, back to the episode. And you know, as I said earlier, that the current state of law enforcement right now, man, we have got a lot of people out there. And if you're one of them, I understand it. And I've been there myself. We just aren't resilient. We're not bouncing back like we were before because we're waiting for it to return back to normal. And it is not going to just magically going to return back to normal. It's going to take work on our part. We're going to have to dig deeper than we have ever dug before to find those things that get us to reconnect to the communities, regain that trust out there and find that resiliency that keeps us moving forward. We are losing far too many great employees because they've had enough and their resiliency or the point where they're ready to quit. They've reached it and they're retiring. They're leaving. We, and, and that's impacting the force that's coming in. That's impacting the new hires that we have. We're hiring people who have no idea what's going on in law enforcement or never have any experience in law enforcement from their families. What's happening is when cops, when you stop being resilient in your job, it kind of turns you off to the entire career. So what we're seeing and what I'm seeing is people are not recruiting their kids to go into law enforcement anymore. So it's creating this void of people who used to know what law enforcement was a little bit about and understood what law enforcement officers go through. They're not, they're not going for the job anymore because their dad and mom are discouraging them from being. That's what lack of resilience will do. It will get you to not believe those things or believe in the, in the absolute profession that you've chosen. So what, let's talk about some things that can help you kind of get back on track when it becomes to being more resilient. So I've written down a couple of things that really helped me. And I want you to realize these things, I've tried them out. They've really helped me. I've used them for years. Now, some of them I've just stumbled upon and, and trying to become more resilient in what I'm doing on the road now with teaching. But some of these I've done for years. So let's talk about one of the, the, some of the things that you can really do. And uh, I'm going to give you about six tips that I believe will really, really help you become way more resilient in what you're trying to accomplish. Now, the first thing is I want you to realize that you have to believe in something bigger than yourself. So a lot of you out there do that uh, because you're in law enforcement and you believe in something way bigger than you. If you're in the service, you believed in serving in the military. So let me give an example. And what it's what I call you have to have a just cause. You have to go to the reason why you were in this job to begin with. So in other words, why did you get into it? What did you want to accomplish when you got into this job? 
And if you're going to be resilient, you can't lose connection to that. And that's what happened has happened is a lot of people have lost the connection to really believe in this like they used to. And it's, it's not just it. And it is our fault to a degree because we've allowed the circumstances that we find ourselves in to kind of give up instead of pushing harder. When you are resilient, you will find a way to be successful. When you are not resilient, you are more apt to give up really quickly and you will fall way short of the goal that you're trying to accomplish. I would be willing to to say there are millions of people out there who have are just about so close. They're inches away. If you can just imagine inches away of really getting over the hump and being successful, and then they lose their resiliency, they lose their desire, or something really, really happens, and then bam, they're well, they're really ready to quit. So it, it's not that we're all that you're a quitter when you quit. You're not being a quitter. It's just that you haven't found a way to help yourself bounce back. And there are days when all of us want to kind of stop short of that and we don't want to bounce back. But if you will remember why you got into it in the first place, what are you, what were you trying to accomplish? What's your just cause that will really help? Now, the second thing I want you to commit to is you've got to give effort towards the things that you want to accomplish. Now, if we were to talk about motivation, motivation in my experience has been a little bit of a fool's gold. And the reason I say that is because a lot of us wait on being motivated to do anything. And when we wait to be motivated to get something done, we wait on a feeling. And we can't afford to just wait on a feeling to move or to help us move forward. So that's why I'm telling you that you have to give the effort before you feel motivated. It's like going to the gym. I I don't really feel motivated a lot of times to go to the gym. But I give the effort to go do it, and then it helps create the motivation. So it's almost like taking that first step. When you're paralyzed and you don't feel like doing your job, you won't give the effort. So a lot of cops out there right now are, and I don't mean this disrespectfully, but they're not doing those proactive things they used to do. And a couple and several of the reasons they don't feel supported by the police uh, or their own administration or they don't feel supported by the communities. So they're not doing what they're, they used to do. They're, they're literally paralyzed, if you will. And when you get paralyzed, you stop. Effort stops when you feel like you're not going to be supported. Matter of fact, one of the things it does is creates a psychological kind of feeling of unsafety. Like it, it, really goes to the core of our psychological safety. You have to have that thing to really do anything that you're going to do without question. You have to feel safe. When you don't feel psychologically safe, I I really don't care kind of what happens. But to be honest with you, uh, you you just kind of slow down. You just kind of stop. And so I want you to understand that when you give effort to get something done, it creates a bit of motivation that helps you persevere through the time that you're going through. And sometimes, you know, if you don't feel like getting out of bed or sometimes you don't feel like doing anything, just take that first step. And it creates this kind of movement, if you will. So you've got to start 
committing to giving the effort. Now, that doesn't mean the results are going to be great all the time. Doesn't mean you're going to have any motivation to do it, but it just means you've got to start back with the effort. And that's the one thing, like uh, an example, if you will look at just in law enforcement in general, prior to George Floyd, uh, we were doing post, uh, in most agencies, we're doing post after post after post after post of good stuff that cops were doing. And we kind of had this momentum going, if you will, with communities and the connection of communities and law enforcement officers or law enforcement leaders were uh, giving more freedom to cops to go out there and post and connect with the communities. And then when George Floyd occurred and we have this disconnection and the protest and the seemingly turning against law enforcement by uh, a number of people in the community, you stop seeing these proactive posts. You stop seeing these things that were telling the story of law enforcement. And when that happened, we stopped our effort to tell our story. Now, that's a result of being paralyzed, and that's a result of not being resilient. So you got to give the effort. you got to give the effort. Now, the third thing is what comes along with effort is, is once you start effort, now you've got to increase your commitment. Not decrease your commitment, but to increase your commitment to get things done. So I've had a project here and uh, at, at the house that I've wanted to work on for several weeks now. And, uh, you know, on the, as a hobby, I just mess around with antiques and stuff. And I got this card file cabinet that I wanted to work on. But I've kind of put it off for several weeks because, first of all, it's cold. It's been cold as heck up here. I mean, when I say cold as heck, I mean, you know, in the 20s and 30s and maybe a high of the 40s later in, in the afternoons. But that's just really cold for me to get outside. Now, you might call me a wimp, and that's okay. But I just don't like cold weather that much. But uh, I've been putting it off and off and off, and my effort's not been there, and my commitment's not been there. But when I was thinking about this podcast, I said to myself, all right, so let's just go ahead and get committed to the project. Let's go ahead and get the things that you've got to get done, and let's get committed. So I went out there. I started working on the project. And then before I knew it, man, I needed something from Lowe's. So now I got to stop. I got to go to Lowe's and I got to get what I need. Then when I come back, I can't find any of the tools that I'm looking for. And you start seeing me getting bent out of shape. You can start seeing me, my commitment level kind of going downhill now because I got to drag out this saw. I got to drag out this nail gun. I got to drag out all this stuff and it's cold as crap. It's like, you know, 40 degrees outside and the wind blowing, but I realized that my commitment was going downhill. Well, what I had to do was I had to get my commitment level back up to, okay, you realize what you're doing. You've committed to doing this. Put the first foot forward with the effort. Now get committed and we'll get this project done. And it was kind of funny. Before I knew it, I was working on it. You got to remember that effort and commitment go together much like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, they just go together. The second I give the effort, my commitment starts picking up. So instead of me stopping, I push myself forward. And then I just said to myself, I'm just going to get this done. I'm going to commit to getting the project done and I'm going to do it no matter how cold. And I spent three hours out there getting this done where I'd only really wanted to spend an hour. But after I got out there, as with anything in life, it just starts getting tougher and tougher to do. And it really tests your commitment to get it done. So I did, and there you go. So I proved to myself that if I stay committed 
I give the effort. I'm going to be more resilient. I'm not going to let things bend me out of shape. And one of the interesting uh, kind of, uh, I, I guess, good components that comes out of being resilient is it helps you when you don't feel like you're going to be resilient in other areas, that the more you're resilient in one area, the more impact it has on other areas. So in other words, it starts building this discipline that if I'm going to be resilient here, then I'll move the resilience of another one. And I do that a lot in uh, like reading. Uh, when I've taught a class and I don't feel like reading any after class or I don't feel like reading on an airplane when I've taught for three or four days in a row, you know, that's tough to do that for 32 hours. Then I don't feel like reading anything. But all of a sudden, I will be resilient and I will go and find myself giving the effort and commitment to read. And then it helps me in the other areas of my life. So if you'll increase your effort and your commitment, you'll find that you will do a lot of things you do not want to do. All right, number four, let's talk about self-motivation. One of the keys to success, and I, I don't really care. Uh, I, I don't I don't care what job you're in. I, I don't really care what you're doing. It's one of the keys to being successful is you got to find a way to self-motivate. You've got to find a way to make sure that you're going to get it done even when you don't feel like doing it. Now, when I said that feelings was kind of, I mean, not feelings, but motivation was kind of fool's gold. I meant that because a lot of times we wait till we feel motivated to do something and then we don't ever get it done because the feeling is not to do it instead of doing it because we kind of settle into this area of our life, what I call the comfort zone, where we feel really comfortable and anything outside of that takes a lot of effort and then we don't feel like doing it because we don't put it, want to put up with all the stuff that comes with pushing ourselves out of our comfort area. So you've got to find a way to self-motivate. I want you to think about one thing in your life that you have not done, that you know you need to get done, and all you're waiting on is the motivation to do it. So I want you to think about that for a minute. I don't care what it is. If it's to be quiet when you should talk, when you're wanting to talk, if it's to change your diet and lose weight. I don't care if it's to increase your exercise level. I don't care if it's to read more. I don't care if it, if you know this one thing that will really, really help you have a better quality of life and you haven't done it, I want you to find a way to self-motivate yourself to do it. So in other words, increase your effort and commitment, find a way to motivate to do it. You would be surprised how resilient. What happens with a lot of people is, is they go out there and they exercise, they try something and it gets really hard and they don't like it and they have a little bit of pain. Well, then they have no resilience. They're not resilient at all. They have no resiliency and then they don't bounce back and they just let it go. And then they're hanging out there and they never get anything done. So you got to remember that motivating yourself past your feelings is hard as heck. It is absolutely hard to motivate past your feelings. But the value is, is that you will get a lot done. Now, the fifth thing you got to do is you got to get more disciplined. Now, motivation plays a role in discipline, but motivation is way, way uh, less important than discipline. Then. Discipline is the absolute key to being more resilient. You have to stay disciplined in the things that you know that you need to do to make yourself better. And remember that resiliency is a process. 
And we've talked about some of the things already that creates this process. First of all, you got to have that belief in something and why it's important to do it. The second is you've got to commit the effort. Third is you got to be committed. Fourth, you got to stay self-motivated. And five is that those things create a discipline that means that you will do it no matter how you feel. And I want you to understand that discipline creates. Now, I want you to think about this for just a minute. Discipline creates a code of behavior. And it creates a code of behavior for you that's really important. If you can develop a code of behavior that will help you become more disciplined, you would be amazed at what you can get accomplished. Now, let me give you an example of how do you develop a code of behavior. So I'm going to give you this code. And when you have an opportunity to behave or to think about something, I want you to use this. All right, the code of behavior begins with this. The first step in the code of behavior is you got to look at things from a positive perspective, not negative. Now, you've got to see the circumstance that you're in more positive than you do negative. Because if you see it more negative, it will absolutely steal the motivation, which will in turn create that feeling that stops your effort and commitment, and you'll forget why you're doing it in the first place. And then what will happen is, is your discipline will be towards not getting it done instead of getting it done. Now, one thing I want you to understand about discipline that is so key is that discipline occurs whether you want to it or not. You can be disciplined to do nothing, or you can be disciplined to do something. And that's what I want you to really think about, that discipline is a choice. When you're choosing to do nothing, you are absolutely making a choice about discipline. When you are choosing to do something, you are making a choice to do something. So you have to realize discipline is not a choice. And you're either going to do it or you're not. And whatever you do, it's a discipline. So look at it from a positive, not a negative perspective. Second thing is take one step at a time. Get up and take one step at a time. It is not going to be one step and instant success. It's not going to be one step and boom, I'm where I need to be. Realize a code of behavior to create discipline is realize it's going to be hard. Realize that it's going to be painful. Now, when I get disciplined and my code of behavior is to recognize when these things happen, then I'm going to change and do what I need to get done and not do it because I want to feel like doing it. But realize it's going to be painful. And the fourth thing, you got to fight past your feelings. When you fight past the way you feel, then you'll do the things you need to get done. And realize that feelings will absolutely derail you. They will knock you off course in a second because you'll start feeling like I don't want to do it. And then for you know it, your discipline is not to do it instead of doing it. And so the fifth thing is look at the end result. Begin with the end in mind. You have to realize what am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to go to? What am I trying to do? What's my just cause? What does it look like when I'm finished? What's it look like when I retire? If I keep discipline, I stay focused, I do all these things, and I see this job different. I see it with a resilient mindset. You, re- you have to realize that resiliency is something you have to put in your pocket 
every single day. People wait till trouble hits and then they find try to find it. No, you cannot. You have to carry this like a coin in your pocket. Resiliency has to be a part of what you're trying to accomplish because every day is going to be tough. If you, I remember reading a book, No Easy Day, uh, and it was talking about the Navy SEALs and their their motto is the only easy day was yesterday, which is true. You got to carry that resiliency coin in your pocket. And the sixth thing is you got to develop a process to stay disciplined. Now, I'm going to give you an example of a process to stay disciplined based on this code of behavior. Now, remember that code of behavior is going to help you get your mindset right. This process, I'm, I'm going to give you a simple process that what I do to get myself ready to go to the gym. Now, I only use that because I don't want to work out that much. I'm not one of these people who love going to the gym and sweating and running around and lifting weights and all that stuff. Now, I enjoy it, and I've done it enough in my life, my whole life, to where it's become second nature to me, and I'm addicted to it. But uh, going to the gym is not like you know eating an ice cream cone. It's going to take a lot of work, and it's going to kick your tail, and you're going to get out in the cold, and you're going to do it on days you don't want to do it, and you're going to stay healthy. But my goal, my why of going to the gym is to live a long life. My just cause of going to the gym is to live a long life and have a good quality of life. So that's what begins the process. You remember when I talked about the process of being resilient? So when I don't feel like doing it, I do it. And then I put the effort in and then I give the commitment. And then before I know it, I'm self-motivated to go to the gym. And five, I develop a discipline. Here's my discipline. First thing I do, get my clothes ready the night before. Lay out my shoes, my socks, my uh, gym clothes, whatever I'm going to wear, make it easy on myself. I put everything that makes it easy for me to go to the gym in a step so that I know I'm not going to have to fight myself in the morning. Now, every single morning, you're going to have what I call a mind over mattress attack. means that mattress is going to feel so comfortable, it's going to attack your brain to believe you should stay in the bed. So remember, first thing y'all do, mind over mattress. I have to realize I set my alarm clock. When I set my clock, that's a signal for me to get up. My clothes are ready. My alarm is set. I make enough time to know that my clock, when I set it back, I'm going to have the time or I'm not going to be rushed. See, this is a process. This is what I'm calling, that's designing the discipline process to get things done. And then I go to the sink. I go to the sink, wash my face, brush my teeth, get myself ready. If I can get to the sink, I am now moving forward and ready to do it. If I can get to the sink, the gym is just a few steps away. And so you've got to do it like that. You've got to say, look, i got to get to the sink. And if I can get to the sink, I'm going to start the car. And if I'm going to start the car, I'm going to get in it and I'm going to go ride the gym. And when I get to the gym, I ain't got no choice but to work out. Now, there are some days better than others at the gym for certain. But there ain't never a bad day at the gym because you've done all those things to get yourself there. That's resiliency. Resiliency has such a major impact on your life. Because when you will get knocked down, you're going to get back up. You are going to get back up no matter what. Now, remember, resiliency is being able to withstand or recover quickly from difficult conditions. It's being able to spring back into shape or after being bent or stretched or being torn. It's getting back into shape. It's putting you back to where you want to be, being resilient. 
In today's law enforcement environment, resiliency is an absolute key. We have got to be more resilient. As law enforcement officers, we got to find a, re- a way to reconnect to our just cause. We got to put that effort in. We got to start those posts. We got to start those interactions. We got to start telling our story, babe. We got to commit to this job like we have never, ever committed before. You've got to find that self discipline, that self motivation, and you've got to find a way to be disciplined. If you are not disciplined, you will never accomplish anything worthwhile in life. Now, yeah, you'll go through life and you'll do things, but you will always be average. When you, you will never feel as satisfied being average. You have that desire within you to really be something great. And I've just given you some tips to help you when the times are bad. You don't feel like doing it. You can get through that and work on your resiliency. Resiliency is the key to success. Being disciplined will absolutely give you the best chance to be successful. Folks, I've enjoyed this podcast, man. I've loved doing this with you. Hope it's helped you. These things have helped change my life and make me better. And what a great time. Thank you again. Hope you'll go and join us in a class. We're teaching intentional leadership. We're teaching servant officer. We're teaching the master leader presenter. Folks, look on our website, lhln.org. Or you can always contact me via hdcrisp at yahoo.com. My personal telephone number is 803-240-3024. If you ever want to just call me up, text me, send me some information. Let me know how you like these podcasts. I would appreciate it. Keeps me going. And until next time, folks, we always say on this program, until next time, I'm Dean Chris. You've been listening to the Straight Talk on Leadership podcast with Dean Crisp. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or Spotify so that you do not miss a future episode. Also, please visit our website, www.lhln.org, where you can find the show notes, links provided by our guests, and learn more about the Leaders Helping Leaders Network and our upcoming classes. Until our next episode in the No BS Zone, be sure to put your leadership into action every day. Thank you for listening.